0: You're listening to 4th and 17, the Devon Valley Podcast, presented by Fan Nation, all Utes. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes for season one will be released every other Tuesday. Welcome to another episode
1: of 4th and 17, the Devon Vele Podcast, episode two. I'm Cole Bagley, the publisher of the Fan Nation, all Utes webpage, and the co host I'm also joined by Utah wide receiver Devon Vele. Devon, how are you today?
0: Good. How are you doing today?
1: Good, good. Excited to be back. We had a a really good first episode uh, talking about your your background and and your your incredible journey from being a walk-on to a starter. Uh, Now in episode two, uh, we have a very special guest here with us today, uh, fellow Utah wide receiver Solomon Enos. Solomon, thanks for joining us. How are you today?
2: I am good. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's always good to uh, get other youths on the podcast talking about uh, spring ball, you know, how that went, giving people a little bit of an insight on what it's like to go through spring camp and um, maybe looking ahead to the future a little bit towards uh, fall camp and kind of the uh, ceiling expectation and goals for this season. Uh, But we wanted to start off really quick. Um, So if you kind of want to just introduce, I mean, people know who you are, but give us, you know, remind us of where you come from and, uh, how long you've been on the team and, and whatnot.
2: Yeah, so let's just start it from like everyone's meeting me for the first time. My name's Solomon Uh I come from Phoenix, Arizona. I went to North Canyon High School, and my first year here was the summer of 2018.
1: Tell us a little bit about what was it like to join the Utes back in 2018, and then if you could kind of just give us a little bit of a brief overview of, you know, the last few seasons, 2019, 2020, and, and last year for you.
2: Yeah, so 2018, so that summer when I came in, that was when Brenton Covey was coming back from his mission. So, you know, I, I finally got to meet him and, you know, I met the other guys in the group. That's when we had like C.O.C. Mariner, Damari Simpkins, um, Brian Thompson, you know, that was when everyone, that, like the solid OG group of Utah football before we started making the runs for the championship. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just came in and you know, coming from high school to transitioning to college practice, stuff like that, you know, I hopped straight in in a fall camp. So, you know, it was a grind. It was something new. Everything was new to me. It wasn't really that fast paced. I felt like I kept up pretty well, but, you know, just from learning and, you know, the meetings and being at the facility all day and just, you know, being around the guys, really bonding with everyone, getting to meet everyone for the first time, um, you know, it was just all new to me. And, you know, I think I, I absorbed all of it and, you know, it was a very good transition as well, just from the living situation who I met you know making sure that you know the coaches were always treating me well and you know I had a good surrounding cast around me that helped me out coming in my freshman year so I know I think I I think it you know played a big part in you know my development here as well so I think you know coming in as a freshman I thought everything ran smooth and you know I was excited to meet everyone and then obviously everyone was hyped that Covey came back so I was like okay so I finally got to see how that looked in person Mm
1: -hmm. why did you originally choose the University of Utah
2: Man, it boiled down to the last second on signing day. But, you know, I just I love the family culture. I love the environment. I trust in the coaches and the system that they had. You know, the biggest pitch to me from the coaches were that was that we need a couple more players to get to that championship. And, you know, ever since I've been here, besides obviously COVID year 2020, you know, we've been to the championship game. Um, We finally sealed the deal last year. But, you know, it's close to home. My family can watch me play because it's Pac-12. It's all West Coast um great education as always so you know it was a mixture of all those things but we're really sealed the deal was those championships because I never won a championship in high school besides track you know I haven't done it in football so you know just really what the coaches pitched to me and you know the guys that I've been around when I visited and how they treated me on my visit you know I think that all played a part.
1: Devon you came in a year after solo correct? Yes. So when did you guys (laughs) first two meet and how's your relationship developed over that time?
0: it's actually funny i didn't even meet solo but i heard a lot of things about him because people mistaken me for solo so i remember when i first went up to go get my gear issued to me um cody the head um gear manager for our team was like man you look exactly like solo and i was like i hadn't even met solo yet so i'm like oh i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing he's like um it's a little bit of both <laughs> and so <laughs> but yeah no i you know everybody always mistakes us as some of them call us the Jerry Curl crew because we got the same <laughs> hair, same look, everything. But now nah, Solo's been, a, you know, he's been helping me ever since I first got there, like ushering me and showing me the ropes and all that. Um, you know, we didn't really get that close until the past couple of years. Um, you know, uh, us being the ones holding it down at the wide receiver position when a lot of the dudes are transferring for their own personal reasons, you know, um, we always are making sure that they're always doing the right thing for themselves. You know, we're happy that they're going out and doing their thing, but, you know, with me and solo staying back behind, you know, that really helped us to really start talking to each other. You know, we started realizing like, you know, they, we got to be the dudes in the room now to start helping the younger guys that are coming in and, you know, stepping into that role of being that um, that leader role or leadership role in the receiver room. So, you know, solo helped me out a lot. You know, we'd always talk about a lot of things after practice. We always push each other as well. Um, you know, so, you know, it was always great just seeing all the different guys that we had in the room. You know, everybody he mentioned, like BT was there, Samson was there, especially and especially Britton Covey. Um, but I also saw Solo as one of those guys as well. When I first got there, I know he was only there a year, um, just a year longer than me, but he felt like, it felt like to me that he was one of those guys that's been there for a minute. He knew everything. He understood the the whole offense. Even when we got a new OC, he picked it up just like that. So he was one of those role models that I looked up to when I first got here. That's
1: really awesome. So what, what was your first impression of, of the guy that supposedly looked a lot like you that you maybe hadn't heard much about or, or met before? Let me sit up <laughs> Let
2: me sit up for this one. So, oh man, Spring Ball 20, what is that, 2019? Yeah, Spring yeah. Ball 2019, he came in and dude was making plays. Like, dude was making plays. Coach, because that's when Coach Holiday was there at the time and he pointed it out and we would just see it in film. Like, you can just see Vele getting better and better every day. And you see it on film, like you can't deny it. So like I didn't know Vele that well at the time. So I'm sitting in the meeting room. I'm like, I'm like, damn, like he's getting good. Like he's getting better, you know, and he's making plays, he's stepping up, he's making those plays that like make you rewind the film. So I'm like, okay, well, now I gotta step up. Cause at the time I don't think we were playing the same position. But I mean, mm-hmm. just both of us being competitive, it's like, okay, well, this guy's starting to turn up. Like I have to match that energy to stay up with him, you know. And it, it's not no like spite for anything like that. When I see, at that time when I saw Bailey going crazy, I was like, well, dang, I need to start up in my game. So, and you know, when he he came in and he was just, he would just work. He didn't really, I mean, I didn't know him like that, but he didn't really talk that much. He didn't really complain. He didn't really do anything that, you know, you couldn't even tell how he was feeling. Like, even when he's hurt, if he's feeling good, he don't, he's, he's the same person day in, day out. He's so consistent. So, you know, when he first came in, he was making plays and I don't think I've ever seen him drop off since then. Um, but like Veley was saying, though, you know, we did get closer over the past couple of years. Just like people, just been rolling in and out of the program, and um, you know, I lost my whole friend group because everyone was either leaving or transferring. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I started gravitating towards Vele because the room started thinning out. But you know, once I really sat down and started chopping up with Veley and our little group or his little group that he had, you know, I found a lot of similarities, and you know, I had a I enjoyed myself being around them. So uh, you know, I felt like you know everyone in the group works hard everyone's doing the right things on and off the field so I wanted to surround myself with people like that and uh, I think it was a perfect fit you know I think we had some good times and you know we still have fun and we still work hard and you know we push each other but yeah just when he first came in I didn't suspect a thing I didn't know him and then you know the film speaks for itself so
1: uh, it's it's been interesting to kind of watch both of you guys continue to develop and now leading that room right I mean how was spring camp? Can can the both of you kind of just speak briefly on, on how spring camp went for you guys? Maybe just briefly individually and briefly how the room did during spring camp?
0: I think spring ball was a big step for us just getting comfortable. Um, a lot of the guys just kind of came in and they were like, there was an expectation that was kind of there after the season was all said and done. People were talking about like, you know, it seemed like we were winning in spite of us. Like we were... There as a team, like as a receiver group, we were there, but we weren't really huge contributors. And so this spring was one of those times for all of us, especially the young guys to show like what we can really do, um, you know, going in, we had a lot of expectations. We knew what we needed to work on. We saw the we saw the film, we saw what we did in the season and as great as it was, you can always take things out from it. Um, so we had a lot of uh, big things going in. We wanted to prove ourselves as a, a, a playmaking unit, you know? We always see that with uh, everybody talks about, you know, the quarterback room, the tight end room. But you don't really hear much about the receiver room. And it's not saying that we don't have any guys mm. that can do that. It's just us getting that opportunity to show. It. And I felt like spring ball was one of those things that we could just really go out there and have fun. But not only have fun, like prove a lot of people that, you know, we have some playmakers as well at the receiver room. So I felt like spring ball was that kind of vibe that I had going into it. It's like, you know, I got a lot of people I want to prove wrong. And I know so. could contributed to that same thing. And we told the guys that as well. It's like, this spring ball, we really need to show that we're the playmakers. That's why we play receiver, because we are the playmakers. So that's how I felt that spring ball was uh, one of those things. We um, came in to get better, but we had a lot to prove.
2: Yeah, it's just a lot of people, you know, get quick to writing articles and stuff. We obviously, Covey was leaving. We lost Theo um, and a couple other guys. Tyrese, you know, we had a couple... We had good guys. We had good, solid guys that headed out of the program. So now it's, I feel like spring ball every year of the cycle. So you you finish the season and you roll into spring ball, you lose a couple players either to the league or they transfer. So your room starts to get smaller, especially during spring ball until you get that new freshman class coming in, or you get those transfers rolling over into Utah. So um, coming into spring ball, you know, I just, like Bailey was saying, I think, yeah, we had a good year, but I think we wanted to do more than just be a part of a team we wanted to just we wanted to contribute more to it you know and at the end of the day it's a team success but like Bailey was saying we have guys in the room that's just hungry and ready to work so and we don't really need the spotlight you know so like we just spring ball is just hey let's just go to work you know let's just get better so when that time comes we're ready we're not going to sit here complain ask this ask that you know we're going to take it day by day and we're just going to have fun and you know push each other the best we can be and that was the biggest thing especially talking to Bailey um just stepping up and being that leadership role. We did have a lot of young guys come in. So, uh, you know, we had to step up and not only make ourselves better as players, but look out for the whole group as well. Cause I mean, you're not a cohesive group. If you're not looking out for everybody else that's coming up with you, if you leave people behind and you're separating yourself, what does that say as one, as a leader in the group and two, what does that say as your unit as a whole? So like Vela vale was saying, just to piggyback um, you know, we just wanted to have fun to spring ball, make plays, you know, just, Play football at the end of the day, there's it's not that complicated, it's just X's and, and O's, and uh, just making plays when the ball comes to you or just when you get the opportunity to. Um, but yeah, we just took it day by day and just was just trying to get better.
1: Everything that you guys just talked about, um, we could totally see that, right? I mean, talking about guys stepping up and whatnot, was there anybody that really stood out to you, um, from, from the group this this last spring?
2: I think a lot of people stepped up. I think JD really, you know, I, I think JD had a really good spring and it's good to see him, you know, starting to be him again. I'm not necessarily saying he changed, but you know, he looked like he was enjoying football again. And I can see that. And I think everyone else could, and he was just making plays and just, you know, being that guy you want in the group, you know, he's cracking jokes, he's working hard. He's just, he adds to that chemistry that we were building. And he was a positive influence of that. Um, a lot of you know, Kairis, he stepped up really big. You know, I wish him the best. Um, I mean, other than that, a lot of young guys are stepping up. Pierre was stepping up. Uh, Pierre Maduro, Noah. We have a couple under-the-radar guys right now. So those guys were stepping up. A lot of the young guys were stepping up. Uh, Saki was stepping up. Saki, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to butcher Kudo. it. Kudo, yeah. Masaki Kudo, yeah. That's his first name that was messing me up. But... I mean, I'm probably missing a couple of names, but a lot of the young guys are really stepping up. I think, you know, just it's a lot to hop into a program and learn right away and try to make plays. So that's it's a big learning curve. But they, I think they handled it really well. And then obviously having Brant in the room as well, you know, working with us this spring, it was a great addition. I wish he would stay in the room with us. Um, but, you know, I think I mean, me and Vele, from what I see, we we're pretty consistent no matter what. Um, So at that point, it's just refining our details and trying to get better, find the little things that we can work on and push each other. They can poke each other's weaknesses and help it grow into a strength for us. And, uh, you know, I just think overall, we just had a consistent spring, just everyone across the board. I think it's the same thing. The group overall, I think we just
0: the whole morale just like went up. You know, guys are starting to really understand the offense because I felt like that's the biggest thing younger guys struggle with is the the offense. Um, Understanding the concepts, the why we do it how we run it when we run it like those kind of things I felt like spring ball is one of those times you can really refine the little things and that's what helps them take their game to another level so seeing the younger guys look more comfortable out on the field they're not looking as nervous um and just building that confidence that you know they're at the college level for a reason that's why they're playing and so like a lot of the younger guys even the guys under the radar like solo was saying like they were stepping up and making plays and it's not even just in the physical sense, but even in the mental sense. Like we had a couple of guys that had a slow start at the beginning, but, you know, we just kept hammering it to them that, you know, this is the time we got to get better. You can't just sit there and pout. You got to keep working at your craft. You got to keep doing what you got to do. Take the extra time to study in the film room. Take the extra time to go on the jugs and catch the ball, you know, doing little things like that. They got to understand that it's not high school anymore. You can't just depend on your talent alone. There's got to be work that you got to put into it. And that's what spring ball really came together. And that's what Solo was talking about earlier too. Like he one thing solo helped me out a lot is taking that leadership role. It was hard for me to try to accept it at first because like I still view myself sometimes as that like behind the scenes kind of dude, like they nobody wants to hear from me. But solo's always that vocal leader, and I love that he does it because you know it's hard for me sometimes to be that vocal guy, but solo's always doing that. But he would always be trying to tell me, like, you know, the guys want to hear from you too. Like it'd be a good thing to hear from you. And he helped me this spring ball there was a couple of times where i shared my thoughts you know as well like when solo would say some things and you know i'm starting to see that how the things that we say because they look at us as leaders whether we want it or not they look at us as leaders and what we say has a really big impact instead of them just listening to coach bump yell at them every day it just sounds like he's just nitpicking but when he hears it from like the guys in the room that are going through the same thing that they're going through it's a, it hits them a lot different so uh, like Solo was saying, like I felt like we became a, a lot more cohesive group together. We started bonding a lot more, and I could feel it in the group. Like we're all brothers now. Like we'll be cracking jokes in the film room like all the time, even with Coach Bump. Like it's like we know when to be serious and we know when to have fun. Because at the end of the day, football is a sport, and we're here to have fun. You know what I mean? We're here to um, go up against guys you know embarrass people. Go have fun out there. And at the end of the day, that's what football is. So I'm just glad that the guys are starting to pick up everything, and you know having great leaders like Solo to help us, you know, remember what we got to do every day when we show up, you know, it's it's what's keeping us going. Yeah, this season is
1: definitely um, going to be interesting from the standpoint of, of what the room looks like, right? I mean, for the last almost decade, you've had a guy like Britton Covey every single year almost be a part of that room and and be a leader in that room and so it's now presenting you know you guys with an opportunity to step up even more you know so you're stepping up even more and Devon now you you are stepping up into a leadership role and so it, it definitely presents I'm sure like you talked about you know it was a little weird maybe at first but you guys are the tenured guys you know you you've been in the room for a good amount of time you know how things operate you know the scheme whereas there's pretty much everybody else. I mean, outside of JD, right. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of youth. It's a lot of young guys that haven't really even taken any reps. Um, So obviously looking ahead to the season, you know, there, there will be a big responsibility for you guys, but it sounds like you guys are taking it in stride and and that it's going well. Um, There was, and it was kind of mentioned a little bit before, but some people were giving the wide receivers a tough time. Um, during spring ball. So you touched on a little bit, Devon, you talked about it as well. Um, What are your expectations for this room? Um, What is maybe not necessarily your direct response to that, to that hate or, um, or to the the way that people are perceiving the room, but why should people expect you guys to be just as big contributors as as anybody else?
0: I will say this, you know, the first time we got, like we caught wind of it. You know, we always see reports like, uh, right. You know, like people who write articles always write anything that's worth mentioning. And um, I know it was during one of our meetings where Coach Bump just told us that like, you know, people are looking at us as like, we're the weakest group on the team. And uh, I remember looking at Solo and both of us, we were really, you know, we were heated when we heard that because, you know, we're out here working our tails off with all the other guys on the team in the receiver room, especially and um, you know people are already writing us off um, just because of production wise and they're not knowing what's going on behind the scenes so you know I don't know about the rest of the guys but me and Solo will will tell you right now like we took that very personally and um, I remember that was like still early in the week when we first found that out and after we had our practice and all that me and Solo Mm -hmm. talked about it and all that stuff and you know we said the only way to you know, combat this or the answer back to this is show, prove people that were, that they're wrong about us. You know what I mean? So I remember it was that scrimmage that I don't know if it was our first or our second scrimmage in, but we had a scrimmage at the stadium and me and Solo were just like, we, we came in with a different attitude, especially for me personally. Solo always plays aggressive. Like Solo is an aggressive dude. Like he'll fight anybody on the field. That's just how Solo is. You know what I mean? But for me personally, I'm kind of like the guy that's like, let's my game, do the talking, but um, you know. Was this,
1: was this the scrimmage that was open to the media?
0: uh i believe it was yeah
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We, i think
0: it was the second one that's where
1: we were up sitting in the press box
0: yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah then yeah it was that scrimmage and you know i remember i was talking to solo and even Kyrie. it's like us three kind of just like we all looked at each other it's like no nah, we we about to go off today like we're not even playing around we're not being buddy buddy with nobody like and that was the first time i actually ever played angry like i've i usually just calm level-headed you know i'm not like really tripping about anything but i went in there and i was just like You know, I know all these guys are my teammates right now, but this is about me and and proving to everybody else that they're wrong about us. And, you know, I had that mentality going in and that was the first time I ever attacked the day so aggressively, like every play. I was just like, nobody out here should be able to guard me. Nobody out here. And it's just like it's not that cocky attitude, but it's just telling like, you know, who is somebody to tell me that the work I've been putting in isn't worth it? Like it's not producing anything. And so that was the first time I went out there and I was like, I'm proving everybody wrong right here, right now, that we are not the weakest link on the team. And so, um, and (laughs) And the crazy thing that I love about it too, is like, um, as solo mentioned earlier, like, because we were such a cohesive group already at this point, when we came at this like blockade that kind of hit us like that, um, you could just see the energy feeding off of everybody. Like, it started off with Kyrie scoring the first touchdown, like right off the gate. Like he was the first one to score a touchdown. Right after he did that, you know, we all just started picking off of that energy because mm-hmm. we all had a chip on our shoulder that day. That I know nobody else on our team didn't have that same mentality we had because we were like, we we were like those people who were starving who haven't eaten for days. Like we were just looking at every play, like we're gonna attack this play. Like we had money and Makai putting people on their butts blocking. Like it was just a different mentality everybody had that day, and I felt like that's what. We kind of solidified ourselves as like, you know, you guys can talk about this, but we know we got playmakers here. And that's what we came to that day to prove. And like I said, we were just feeding off of everybody. You know, I started making big plays. Solo made big plays. Mac uh, um, Money was making plays and even all of our walk-ons that were there for the spring game or spring ball. um, They started to be making plays as well. Like we just all started feeding off each other. And that was probably one of the best performances we had as a receiver group. And the biggest thing we took from that as well is just like, it shouldn't just be a one-time thing. We should do this consistently. And we did, you know, I felt like that was the turning point in our spring, uh, that spring ball year is that after that day or after we found out about that every day, we just took that as like something to feed us, to keep pushing, to keep doing the same thing, to repeat the same thing. So we show that consistency that it's just not, oh, only when you guys piss us off is when we're good. It's like, no, we've been doing this, but now we turned it up another notch. For sure. Salma, do you have anything to add to
2: that? Yeah. So, I mean, Vele just covered most of it, but yeah, when coach bump came into the meeting room and said that I, I was pissed. Like I sat in my chair, just angry and I sit next to Vele and obviously I didn't want to make a big deal, but I just kind of peeked over at him and he was peeking at me. Just like kind of waiting to see, like, we both knew what we were thinking and you know, like he was saying, we had the whole week of practice and me and Vele stick around, like we'll watch film or whatever. Like me, Vele and we will just chop it up after practice and stuff like that. But I guarantee, I forgot what day it was, but we sat after practice in the meeting room for about an hour and a half, almost two hours, just talking, like, just like figuring out what we're going to do and how we were going to set everything up. Cause like as a competitor, when you go in day in, day out, and these practices aren't easy, like it's not for the if it was easy, everybody can do it. So for us, we were sitting there as like, we do this every day, every day. And you know, everyone can't be perfect every day. That's what you strive for, but there's going to be days that you you're doing really well or days that you're not. And that's where that consistency consistency comes in. But other than that, like we were still putting in work and for someone to say that we were as weak as the punters or whatever they said, that we were the weakest group on the team. And it's just like, it, it just, it's things that hits different. Mm-hmm. So you know, leading up to that that scrimmage we had solid practices and then you know the morning of that scrimmage um you can just feel the energy in that, in that meeting room it was about like eight nine in the morning you know the rest of the team's probably wiping the crust out their heads and stuff everyone's sitting up eyeballs burning out of their head like everyone was like ready to go so right when we got on that field we're doing warm-ups like i could just feel like when we brought the group up out I, I was not, not like screaming like going crazy like Vele's talking about me nah, fighting he people. Was screening, know, he was screaming. People. I don't be fighting people. I call it passion. I'm passionate, okay? But we were in the huddle. I was just like, just to keep it a cleaner version. Don't take no crap from nobody. You know, make this day your day, like, just to keep it simple. And then, like Vele was saying, that everybody was making plays. And, you know, it wasn't, when everyone was making plays, it wasn't like a happy time. It, was like, it wasn't like, oh, good job, good job. It was, you know, we looked at each other. We were like, damn right. Like that's how it is. Like that's how it should be. I remember Vele scored and I forgot what he said, but he, we gotta he, keep that clean too, though. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I ain't gonna say it, but yeah. I was just being off that I'm like PG-rated podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was like, just, you know, but I was he was just so turned up, like just from scoring. Yeah. And, I, and that got me turned to like I was fired yeah. up. And we just walked to the sideline, we're like, let's just keep going. Like, let's just keep dogging everybody. Like whatever's blocking, making plays, like finish everybody. And I think the young guys really fed off that. And, um, you know, everybody was making plays across the board. And then at at the end, Coach Witt and everyone was like, oh, the receiver's ball today, blah, blah, blah. And then again, we weren't like, oh, congrats, like, oh, this is a good time for everybody. Nah, like you said, when you put out words like that, you can't take it back. Mm -hmm. So we're going to make sure that you remember you said that from spring ball all the way to this season and not carry it in a negative connotation, but to fuel it as, mo- to keep it as motivation to fuel the fire when we get dog tired in those days of camp, or we need those guys to step up and make plays, you know, and it's just rely on each other and believing in each other. Cause at that point our backs were against the wall and we thought we were all that we had. And I think that's what really made our group stronger and, you know, more confident within, uh, within one another. And, um, you know, I think it just went from there. So Bailey hit most of it. So I'm not going to drag it on too long, but so many emotions involved in it, but I think it was a, Good learning experience from that, and you know, it's definitely a mindset change from that point on. For sure,
1: no, and and you could definitely
2: see that. I mean, um, we were lucky enough
1: uh, during spring ball to come and watch you guys during a few practices. We were, I was able to watch you guys during some drills and uh, a few scrimmages, and obviously that that uh, scrimmage that was open to the media, but nobody else. And you could totally see the progress, and you could, you could see the fire that you guys had. Um, and the, I mean, you let your game do the talking. Um, and I think, uh, I think you guys proved to everybody that hey, we're not the weakest link on this team—not by a long shot. You know, we've got some serious playmakers. I mean, not even just in that scrimmage, but in the spring ball game, there are plenty of touchdowns from the wide receivers. You know, I thought Makai Cope had had an incredible spring game. You know, I mean, he had that ridiculous one-handed snag, and then I think he had like two touchdowns. Devon, you had some. Um, so you guys looked really, really good and there's no reason to think that you guys are the weakest link, but how do you look to build off this? Um, you know, you guys did ball out during spring camp. You kind of put, you know, your staple on, on that, at the tail end there and said, Hey, you know, we are talented. We can play, we can ball just like everybody else. But how do you, for those that might forget that, you know, fall camp isn't too far away. How do you try to build off this and continue to prove we're here to, we're here to be playmakers.
0: I think solo did it on the head. I mean, it's not like we're looking at it as a negative connotation when people are dogging on us, but it's more of like fuel, you know what I mean? Like we just look at it as like, you know, once it's already out there, it's already out there. Now it's ingrained in our heads that there are doubts out there, whether people want to admit it or not, it's out there and it's in our heads. So that's the kind of thing we look at it as now everything that we do, those days that like solo was saying, those days that when we're tired or we don't want to do that extra work, that's like that reminder that is that kickstart for us to like, you know what? No, nah, I'm going to go catch up extra balls after practice. or I'm going to go work releases. or I'm going to work hard. I'm going to run an extra route. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just doing those extra things because now that there's that stigma that's already on the receiver group, it's printed, whether they want to take it away from us or not, it's already ingrained in our heads. And so now I feel like personally, and I know Solo can say the same thing, like, this is just how we're going to take it every time now. We're just, that's what's going to be that pushing factor for us to keep working and to keep proving people wrong yeah we did in the spring ball but then there's going to be those people that say oh but can they do it in the season can they do it when we line up against florida in the swamp and it's 80 degrees with crazy humidity can they do the same thing and so you know i'm not satisfied and i know solo can say the same thing we haven't we haven't arrived yet we're not even close to we got so much more to prove and i know that we're getting ready for that and that's what all these off-season workouts are for you know, we're getting ready for when we do play in lineup against Florida, those DBs should not be able to guard us. And that's the mentality we're going in and we're going to go prove it. Not only to our own fans, but we're going to go prove it to the whole world.
2: You know, how we can carry it over to fall camp is just, you know, having that mentality and that mindset day in, day out. Um, you know, this season should be huge for us. But then again, we can't really listen to the outside noise no matter what. If it's an article, this, that or the other. You know, we had a lot of hype going into last year as well. And, um, you know, we got off to a slow start, but, you know, we finished strong. And, uh, you know, we got a big game coming up that first game. So it's going to be day by day. We just get better, but we just can't we can't let our foot off the gas pedal. I feel like I have high hopes for our group and this team. Uh, I know Vele does as well, and I think that's just what's going to carry us day in, day out. You know, we have a lot to prove, and like I said earlier, I want to be When I say I, I guarantee I can speak for Vele as well. I want to be involved. I don't want to just be a part of something, you know. Um, Then again, it's team success first, but I know we can add value to the team and we got playmakers in the group and we're just going to have to show that every day, you know. And if we're going to have this mentality, it's going to come with everything with it, you know. It's just... We can't have those bad days. We got to stay consistent as possible, but we got to have those good days rather than those bad days. We got to eliminate those bad days and, you know, be consistent. So when Cam is in that pocket dropping back, he's got to be comfortable wanting to throw to us and, uh, you know, knowing that we'll make the play. That's what we got to prove. Uh, we have a great tight end group. We all know that. Um, it all starts up front. We have a great line unit and we got running backs in the backfield. So now if we want to make that push to that playoff, we got to get our receivers to the uh, – we got to get our receivers up and going and that's what we're going to do. And I, I stamp that right now. We're going to be ready to go. And, uh, you know, we're just going to take it day by day and we're just going to work and everyone's going to have to see it and respect it. And, uh, I, and then again, I'm not being cocky. I'm trying to be humble as I can, but that's just my confidence. And that's the confidence I have in myself, Bailey and anybody else in that room, anybody can get the job done and that's what we're going to have to do.
1: Oof, man speaking into existence i'd love to hear that and I think
2: that's why he's our leader
1: that's why he's our leader (laughs) man (laughs) chills dude that was awesome i think i think utah fans are gonna get are gonna love that um and so i don't think you're being cocky at all man like like i said you got to speak that into existence you got to believe that you know you got to look in the mirror all of you guys as a collective unit and tell you tell yourselves that so that you believe it and then you produce on the field um Mm -hmm. so that's awesome uh I guess and that kind of leads into my next question of um, – and I don't know if you have anything to add to, but what, what are the goals for this for this unit? And I, I'd love to hear your specific goals as well as, uh, you know, you guys are obviously leaders of the group. What, what are the goals that you guys are setting, setting for yourselves? This is a big season. You start off as difficult as you potentially could. In the SEC, Gainesville, it's Florida. And obviously, you know, you know Florida's not Alabama. They're not, you know, Auburn. They're not potentially one of those top SEC schools, but it's an SEC school it is a program that's won national championships. Tell me, tell me how you guys are looking to prepare yourselves and what, what you're looking to set out to do.
2: Florida's a great team, you know, past, whatever they got going on in the past seasons, you know, it's that first game is going to be electric, no matter what, they got a new staff, you know, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be confident. And as they should, I mean, those players, those players are, I guarantee you ready to go. And they're, as much as we're talking about it, they're probably talking about it just as more too. And, you know, we're not here to knock anyone. It's going to be a great game. And, Uh, You know, they got great athletes. We have great athletes. It's going to be a first great game for both teams and just for the national platform. But it is going to be a big game. and It's going to be a tough game. It's not going to be easy. So, you know, I think with the guys that we have coming in and, you know, things can change. But, you know, I think if everyone stays the course and trusts the process and, you know, take care of what they have to take care of, I think we're going to be just fine. And, um, you know, I don't have any doubt in that. I just think we got to handle our stuff from day one and keep it consistent. Like I've been saying day in and day out. And then as a unit, like just dominant, there's nothing else I can say about it. We got, like I said earlier, we got tight ends, we got running backs and we have a great O-line. So now what's going to separate us? What is going to have to make teams switch up their game plan to try to cover all of us at once? And we got a great quarterback. I can't believe I mentioned that, but obviously that's stated and proven, you know, we can't question Cam. He could show up and you know what you're going to get out of him. But for our group, I want us to be dominant, make plays, and personal. So it's funny, that question. So when anybody asks me about what I want to do, what I want to do, what I want to do, I always involve Vele. And people are always like, why do you keep bringing Vele up? And, like, it's not in the sense of me just trying to be humble, this, that, and the other, but, I grind, like, me and Vele grind day in, day out with our guys in the group. And I want to see Vele succeed just as, I, as much as I want to succeed because he was. Works hard, he works harder than everybody. Like he's the most tough and works harder than everyone I've been around. Um so me personally, I want to be a Pac-12 All American this season. I want to be one of the top receivers in the Pac-12. Now, with me saying that, I want Vele to be Pac-12 All American. I want Vele to be one of the top guys in the Pac-12. Both of us to be recognized on a national level with the team because you can only do so much with the team you know the team has to be good for everyone else to get these accolades it can't just be a one-man show so one I want the team to go all the way to playoff or I just want us win game one and go from there but with that you know I want to be all American I know Bailey wants to be the same I want Bailey to make it you know and whatever however the cards lie we just play the cards that were dealt and just move on move on from there. Man, you can see why I let Solo do a lot, a lot of the talking <laughs> in the room instead of
0: me. <laughs> Man, he hit it on the head, though. Like, I don't really got much to add to that. Like, it's the same thing with him. Like, when I say we've gotten a lot closer over the years, like, we really have. Like, now it's, like, one of those things, like, I'll always ask him. It's like, hey, I'm about to do extra work. Do you want to come through? Like, it's not one of those things where it's just me, myself, and I. Like, I'm trying to get him to come along. You know what I mean? We're both pushing each other. So, you know, everything you said about the accolades and everything, he hit it on the head. It's, it's the same thing I want, you know we want to get that recognition for all the hard work we've been doing, you know, and it's not a cocky thing. It's not one of those things. It's like, it's understanding that we can be proud of the things that we've accomplished. Like all the hard work we put in is the difference from gloating and being proud of what we're doing. So, you know, he hit that on the head and, you know, for our team, the biggest thing I also want to leave is just like, I want to leave the receiver room in good hands. You know what I mean? We got a lot of young guys, like, basically this is like the last year for solo JD and me and we're basically the veterans in the group the next guys up are going to be money and Makai and you know I want to make sure that the room is left in good hands I want those guys to know that you know they're no longer the underclassmen they're not the freshmen anymore that they you know that they think they are it's like you guys are going to be the veteran group you guys got to be ready you got to lead the team you got to lead the receiver room they still have to be that bomb squad that we leave you know what I mean so it's just getting those guys ready like you know as much as me and solo would love to we can't play 100 snaps a game if we want to stay healthy for the rest of the season you know what i mean we need those right. guys to be there for us when we do need that second guy to go in when we're, we're when we're winded we run like a go route and we got to run all the way back to the huddle you know we can't be doing that like 100 snaps every game we need those guys to be ready to jump in and you know they just pick up uh, pick right off of where we left off you know what i mean there's no drop off that's the biggest thing i want our group to have is like it's just that fluidness where no matter who's in, we trust them to be in the game. Like if it's third and long and, you know, like Solo's shoelace breaks, like we can have Makai step in and he would do the same thing that solo does. You know what I mean? Like that's how the group should be. It should be a fluid group. There should be no drop off. So the biggest thing I want our group to have this season is just that, you know, that fluidity that we need um but like I said solo hit it on the head I mean those accolades that's that's what we're pushing for you know and you know the way things were going in the spring ball and how we've been putting in work in this off season I think we're on track to do that and you know we got a lot of things to prove to a lot of people and no better person to do it with than the, the leader of the pack in the bomb squad than solo inus you know <laughs> so I'm excited for the season man <laughs> Is this the uh is this the kind of heat that solo speaks with in, in the group? Oh man, this is the PG, this is the G version of it, man. You ain't even hear nothing yet. Like we y'all want to do a rated R podcast, like
2: shoot. I Wonder why they don't have me mic'd up in practice. Yeah,
0: you, know, you cannot have this man mic'd up because there's gonna be people offended. <laughs> but it's wow. like it's all in good tidings, though. Like, yeah. it's yeah. not like anything bad, it's just oh, like yeah. that's how passionate he is, and yeah. you know that that kind of thing. It hits the guys like I really wish I recorded his little pregame speech he did for the scrimmage because, man, I was I was ready to do whatever. If He jumped out the building. I'll jump off with him. (laughs) I'll beat him to the ground first. Like, that's how it was. (laughs) Hey, hey, certain words just have
1: an intensity to them and you you find them throughout (laughs) sports. Everybody knows that we all know what everybody's saying out there. It's just it is what it is. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Certain yeah, things that's have just to the be passion said. yeah that's the passion of
0: the game that's just how it is if it was g-rated <laughs> you wouldn't be the leader I'm just saying that right now
1: if it wasn't
0: explicit <laughs> you know who's gotta, g-rated you know you know who's g-rated with the passion of talking Britton Britton Covey. Britton Covey. yeah <laughs> he'll <it> yes. G rated
2: <laughs> but no I mean I just I try to just I don't want everyone to think I'm a, like a serial killer out there like <laughs> no, I no, mean no. I'm out there having fun at the end of the day but you know I I just love this game so much. And, you know, yeah. I think the, the other guys do as well. They just love it just as much. So if I can bring that out of them to make them the best that they can be. And, you know, I can, me, I'm, I'm so free spoken. I'll say what, what needs to be said and take the heat. Yeah. You know, I can take the heat. So that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, that's what I'm trying to get Vale to get up to. It's not disrespectful. Like when you speak up, it's not disrespectful at all. all right. It's the way you put it that people take it. So I'm not in people's faces. Like you need to do this, 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 but like, it's like, Hey, We got to step up. We got to start going. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what everyone's walking around for, but we need to start getting up and going. We got to start moving around. So it's funny that Bailey said that though, but (laughs) Bailey's like that too, a little bit when he gets to that point. (laughs) But yeah, I I just want to clarify. I ain't no serial killer out there. I'm just, I'm a guy (laughs) I'm going to school and playing ball at the (laughs) university of Utah. So
1: no, no, I don't, I don't think anybody thinks that I, I like when you were talking about earlier, I mean, you you're definitely very well-spoken. And like I said, to, to bring a certain intensity and to get guys to do certain things, certain words have to be said. And so we'll let you continue to do that. And we'll just watch, we'll watch the actions of the players to, to be able to understand, okay, what what did solo tell these guys? So mm-hmm. um, just the final question here um, for you guys, what's the ceiling for this team? You know, we, I'd like to ask that to, to anybody that we have on just because we're, we're starting to see, we're, we're hearing a lot that college football playoff could be a real, potential opportunity for you guys um so what how good is this team what's the ceiling this year
2: uh i think the ceiling is what we make it like i said earlier we had a lot of hype going in the last year as well and we started off slow but finished strong and it's always that storyline you're bringing a lot of people back you got a couple of transfers coming in you got a great quarterback you got a great online you have a great defense i mean utah's defense always going to be stout but you know it's it's so easy to get caught up and rolled up into that without even practicing, without getting to the game first, without, you know, when you're week six and your body's starting to break down, how are you going to keep pushing forward? So, you know, obviously the ceiling's high for this team and I'm, I'm excited and we're going to keep working just how we've been working. Um, But it's going to start with those practices day by day. And it's going to start with that first game. Um, I know everyone, especially me, I can always look forward to saying, Oh, I want to do college ball playoff. I want to do this. I want to do that. But in the back of my head, it's always going to start with that first game. And it's going to start with fall camp that leads into that first game. And, you know, fall camp has got to be so, it's got to be so good to the point where that momentum rolls into this, through the whole season. Right. Um, but like Bailey was saying, we got to get those young guys ready to go. And I think they will be, because you can't, I, I personally think you can't make those runs without having, everybody on the team bought in everyone has a part everyone has a role so when everyone buys in and takes that role on and makes it the best and does it the best of their ability that's when everything starts rolling that's when you know everything starts to become seamless but for me personally high ceiling yeah but it's going to start with that first game it's going to start with those practices in fall camp and uh, it's going to really start with those leaders on the team
1: is there I mean I'm sure that every game you know you prepare the same for every game you guys you guys have that saying you you take it a week at a time right i mean you just you're focused on that week you don't focus on the week behind or the week ahead it's just the week that you're in but is there a certain game that you're really excited about this year one that you maybe have circled that you're looking really looking forward to i know there's there's a lot you know you got florida there's a, a an opportunity to to show san diego state that last year was a fluke and to beat them right there's a rematch against oregon there's a big game against usc is there any game that you're really looking forward to
0: that USC game is probably definitely mine. Um, I've always grown up a big USC fan. I grew up in Southern California. So like even just last year playing in the Coliseum was crazy. Like I remember watching the games at USC and now to play in that, you know, that atmosphere was crazy, but you know, there's so much hype going into them right now with all the transfers that they've gotten, you know, like left and right. Like there's not probably one time I didn't go on Twitter where I saw USC transfer or somebody (laughs) transferred over to USC because the so-and-so and and whatever it was, but, you know, there's so much hype going into it right now. And it's like, you know, USC has always been that dominant team in the Pac-12, but, you know, times have changed. Like Utah is one of those teams now that does the powerhouse of Pac-12 and, you know, I, and me personally, I have that game circled because, you know, we're there to prove that, you know, we're still a dominant powerhouse, you know, no matter who they get at USC, whoever the big stars are, you know, we still develop our players and we have that teammate chemistry that they don't have because it's hard. Even with the transfers we get, it's hard to like have a new guy just come in randomly and try to mesh in with the team that's been there already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what makes Utah so special is because like, yeah, we get transfers but at the end of the day, we still have a lot of guys that are bought in that develop into the players that we have now. And so I feel like that's just going to be a battle between, you know, the development that we've had and that brotherhood that we have at uh, Utah and, you know, and the, money and the fame and the hype that usc always gets and it's just going to be a clash between them but at the end of the day as much as i love that game as well the solo said it best it's that first game though like you got to take it one game at a time and it really starts at florida like we can't take any days for granted like we can't start slow because we don't have like a gimme game for the first game of the season because the first game of the season is always the hardest one because you're finding out how you were meshing as a team what the play calls are going to be who who's the guys that can play under the bright lights, who can't, who can step up, you know. So I still think Florida is probably going to be our biggest game because I think that's going to set the tone for the whole season. Yeah. If we come out there and smack them in the mouth, the first game of the season, an SEC team, regardless if they're not Alabama, whoever they are, right. that's the SEC team, regardless. The Pac-12 always gets slander. They always mm-hmm. get saying, like, we're the weakest conference. We have the worst football players, like, yada, yada, yada. If we come in that first game and hit that SEC team in the mouth, you know, we show that, you know, no matter what anybody says about the Packs, So we have ballers here. We have people that can play. And so I think as much as I'm looking forward to that USC game, I think it's going to start at that Florida game. That's, that's just going to set the tone for everything. And you want to ask what the ceiling is? We'll know what the ceiling is when we play that Florida game, but I really believe we have a high ceiling.
2: I mean, Bailey has a good response. He has a good reason for like SC and all that. I got every game circled this year. This is my last year. I'm, I, I can't even say enough about it, plain and simple. I got every game circled, and I'm going to go in there and just do what I got to do.
1: Yeah.
2: No matter what I got to do, that just keep it simple. Do my job, and that's it. You know, I'm, I'm excited, but week in, week out, just be that dog every game, and I think that that's going to be my approach, no matter if it's Florida or San Diego State or SC, ASU, you name it. You know, I'm ready for every single one of them. I'm excited for every single game, so.
1: Yeah, it'll be it's crazy just going into this season. There's just, there's just so much to look forward to. Um, You know, the interesting thing about the first game, right? A lot of teams, you know, like to just invite some no name team to kick the crap out of and, and show, you know, that, Oh, we can put up 72 points on this school you never heard of, but I love what, you know, you guys are doing. You're, you're going right into the belly of the beast. I mean, and it's, it's interesting because you've got this, you got an SEC team and you've got the Pac-12 reigning Pac-12 champions. And I think that's the exact reason that you guys at both schools are going to go in just so heated because, you know, you guys want to prove that you guys can hang with the big, you know, the, the, the top of the power five that a lot of people you know might consider. Right. And then they also want to dethrone the reigning Pac-12 champion. So it's going to be electric should be awesome. And every game after that, I mean, every game is important, especially with um, how things are, have, have changed in the Pac-12, you know, there's no longer a, a South champion and a North champion. It's the two best teams and that could be you and SC, right? So um, it'll be a lot of fun, a lot of interesting, Great conversation. Uh, if, if, you know, listeners, I hope you guys take away that, you know, first off, the wide receivers are not the weakest link, not, not by a long shot. Second, second of all, you've got some serious leadership um, here on this podcast today, Solo and, and Devon, uh, just so much fun to, to hear uh, your perspectives and, and to hear how you're planning on leading the team. So uh, thank you both for being on today. Uh, we did want to just uh, segue into our last segment, just had a little bit of fun here. The discussion, shoes. Solo, you've got a whole bunch of shoes behind you, and but you can only keep three. So that's what we're going to do. So rest of your life, you can only wear three pairs of shoes. It could be any pair of shoes. It can be dress yeah. shoes. It could be sneakers. It could be, you know, uh, sandals. Three
0: pairs of shoes for the rest of your life. Vela, you want to take the lead or Solo? Should we have you start? No, I'll go first because yeah. uh, Solo going to be doing some nice shoes. I got the bummy shoes. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs>
2: when we're uh, solo,
0: yes so look at to it there's sometimes i'll be showing up to meetings the solo just looks at my shoes and you're like hey bro you ain't got no other pair of shoes to wear man." <laughs> no like i'm just i've never been a big shoe person like i just wear whatever is comfortable or whatever is cheap like that's how i am so like i'm gonna give you my first one right off the back white converse so look can say that right now i wear that every day i don't care how beat up those things are i would still wear it like the ones i'm wearing right now i think i've had it for like a year a year and a half maybe like, they're so dirty and beat down, but I will still wear them. Mm-hmm. Um, second one's flip-flops. Come on. Typical Polynesian. You know, <laughs> I always wear the flip-flops, especially when it's hot. Like, I ain't gonna wear no socks when it's 100 degrees outside. Like, <laughs> And then, shoot, the last one. Mm, I'll probably say like the I, I low-key like the van slip-ons. Like <laughs> I tried bro, those, what? The, Hey, bro, those are comfortable. What do you mean? Like, you just you they're like house figures, but you can wear be, outside.
2: You too big to be wearing those, bro. <laughs> I'll
0: tell you, no, those van slip-ons are nice, man. I wore it for the first time, I think, last year, and I was like in love with them. I was like, man, these, these kind of comfortable. Like, I could just slip them on in these shoes, basically. So those are those are my three. I know they. Trash like the viewers are probably like, man, this dude dressed like he bummy, like he homeless <laughs> or something. But <laughs> we got to get
2: you an nil deal for sneakers. Nah, I'm straight. Converse you, you... hit them up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it's Converse, I'll take that shoe. I know you will.
1: I'll get on the phone right after this. Come on, we'll see what we can do. All right, so what do you got? Three pairs.
2: Oh, three pairs. Okay, okay, okay. Three pairs. Does it have to be like a specific shoe or like? Well, it's
1: as specific as you want to be.
2: Okay, so I gotta go with with, with slides, some sandals, some flip flops, whatever you want to call them. I need those. I'm gonna go with some Jordan ones. I think you can wear those with anything. So that can be like my dress shoe, my casual shoe. You can dress them up, dress them down. I'm gonna go with two. I'm gonna go tie it on three. I'm gonna do either some form of Yeezys, or I'm gonna do some type of like comfortable running shoe because with the running shoe you can work out in. I West could sketches. take it. No, not sketchers, not the memory foam sketchers. Maybe some Shacks, but not ske- No, but just some running shoes. Just when you want to work out, or like I like to camp. I like to do all this other outside stuff. So I need. I can't be taking Jordan Ones out and hiking or slides. Veley probably can, but I can't. Yeah, I oh yeah, but, definitely.
0: Come on, man.
2: Yeah, I can't do. I don't got. I don't got big enough toes like Veley do. But hey. <laughs> gripping the ground with them. But
0: no, uh, hey,
2: nah, and then. Obviously, like Yeezy, same thing. They're comfortable. You can dress them up, dress them down. But yeah, probably running shoes for like my third and a half, three and a half pair, if that makes sense. So I think I'm good on that.
1: Okay, there we go. Top three for both. <laughs> Last question. So, how many pairs of shoes do you have?
2: Ooh, I'm going through a little rut right now just because I'm I'm selling off a couple of pairs to afford some other hobbies I got going on. Mm. But uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'd say about like 30 here. And I got 15 in Arizona in storage. Yeah, in a storage unit back home. But like, yeah, the I, the little container store, sh- container store shoe boxes, I got about, two, oh, yeah, probably like 35. Wow. Yeah, and they just sit in there. Because oh all they I do is wear slides. <laughs> you want to know how many shoes I own? Three.
0: Three. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is I got that the my flip three?
0: Balls, i'll get my converse and give me my band come on bro that's
1: the three you gave us it wasn't you weren't even like <laughs> man
0: i'm gonna try to like you could have no, said okay I, I will say this like i recently went with my wife shopping i got my first pair of air forces but i don't even think i'm aware of those man like <laughs> we went and bought it and i was i saw the price on it i was like this is exactly why i shop for converse like i go to oh. pay
2: let's get it 40 dollars. <laughs> okay let me put this out there though for anyone that's listening the things in life that you want to spend your money on is stuff you make memories with. If you love shoes, go buy shoes. Me, don't do what I do. I got 30 pairs I don't wear. And I would rather sell them and buy some I create memories with. Live your life. Do what you want to do. And don't wear Skechers like Vele does. Just keep it simple. I don't Not,
0: even wear... Oh my.
2: He has Skechers. Don't, he walked in the facility with Skechers one time. Don't, don't let do him that. fool you. Don't lie to him. Don't lie to him. <laughs> That's, that's my crazy, advice
0: i would never wear sketchers wear shacks before sketchers
1: <laughs> well we will we will end with that uh guys thanks so much for being on we'll have to have you back on and hopefully by then uh devon's got a couple more pairs of shoes
2: more converse yeah anyone that's nio company that's listening to this anybody famous footwear taylor's shoe store someone hook this boy up with nio dude you don't want a commercial get some etnies oh, or some man. dc shoes
1: There you have it. Thanks so much,
0: guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to 4th and 17, the Devon Village Podcast, presented by Fan Nation, all Utes. This episode was produced by Lyric Clark and Cole Bagley. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you enjoyed the show, please share with a friend. Go Utes!